My name is Kolea. My pronouns are they, them, there. Hey, my name is Eric. And my pronouns are he, him, his. But they is okay as well. And this episode is an installation in our artist creative series. Um, thank you so much, Eric, for joining. Thank you for having me. So um, let's dive right in. Um, what is your part, your job, your identity in the community? Yeah, so um, I'm a music teacher and um, and generally, hopefully, overall, a, a good friend to folk who are like me and uh, folk who have, of course, been vetted, but uh, I, I like to think of myself as a teacher um, in more than just music. Uh, that's about it. Okay. And how does um, you being a music teacher... Um, and your other identities and creative ventures. Um, how does that inform your wellness and your self-care uh, practice, your wellness needs and your self-care practice? Yeah, so I always experienced growing up the need to um, learn and to kind of uh, explore or take things apart. I'm literally taking something apart as I'm talking to you right now, uh, <laughs> or to like take things apart and figure out how they work. Uh-huh. I also um, was always really interested in the reasons as to why people do things or experience feelings or feel things. Um, so me getting the opportunity to meet other queer folk like myself and to impart my stories and experiences on them and to hear their stories and experiences is a good way for me to... Um, to practice wellness and, and self-care uh, more off it, it, it's sort of the idea that you know I have this um, I have this like thirst for knowledge I feel like that helps me to better myself mm-hmm. when I better understand other people and the things that they go through um, yeah so that's, <laughs> that's what I got it's awesome um, and Eric what are um what are ways or what are triggers that help you know that you need to engage in self-care? Sure. Um, so I think the biggest triggers are for me are usually internal. They come from if I feel um, I suffer from situational depression and mild anxiety. And so if I notice that I'm eating like shit or I'm sleeping all the time or I'm not I have a a giant bookshelf in my room if I'm not cracking open books if I'm not trying to find new media to consume Mm -hmm. um if I'm not trying new things it's you that usually is a is a is a way for me to know that it's time to get into some self-care and uh and 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 maybe uh explore options uh, that, that you know involve taking better care of myself um so yeah, it's usually all internal. So, good old fashioned anxiety attacks would probably Woo! be the best trigger to yeah. Yeah, <laughs> something's probably wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I understand that a lot. Um, so in in kind of um recognizing these 
these signs while my partner is calling me because they're drunk. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not editing that out. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. I, I, I was gonna make a really, I was gonna make a gin and tonic before I uh, started, but I, but I haven't had breakfast yet, so I just wanted to. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> stuck in the house it's I know no they're that's the thing they haven't been stuck in the house because so my partner um works overseas on this on a literal island in the middle of uh the Indian Ocean um yeah wow. right awesome. yeah um it's just easier to say there instead of saying where they are because no one knows but <clears throat> and right. so they're 10 hours ahead 10 time zones ahead and so now's a good time to be drunk right because okay. <laughs> it's it's like 9 30 p.m there they're winding down they've had some drinks but yeah no but because like it is an island and everyone it has to be like super super um stringent on like disease control right because they don't have like a full-blown hospital there um and now they're messaging me this is funny um, I'm going to message them back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is very funny. Um, there we go. Okay. I'm not sorry. Um, they, so yeah, they, they're, they're very social over there because, um, how else is the coronavirus going to cross the Indian ocean? It's not. So <laughs> they're having a good time over there. Coronavirus free. Um, yeah. I have that discussion, like, almost daily with my friends online or with uh, my partner because uh, here in the States, of course, we're, like, getting our asses kicked. Whooped. Um, yes. And then I think of places just, like, overseas, like, small islands and everything. And, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, and they're like, who's she? Who Corona? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. So, yeah. So, that's, they're... So, uh, which I'm, I'm happy, like, but I'm also just yeah. like, if we all just stayed the fuck home and like wore Here's some masks, then we too could be having fun out in the streets, right? Man, yeah, <laughs> I, I teach um, a lot of, uh, and this is fine to say, I teach a lot of uh, pretty privileged kids uh-huh. and each of them are in school right now. They're all like grade school age, mm-hmm. so they're not practicing good hygiene. At no, all, most no. Likely. Kids are very dirty. They're happy to see their friends again, but they all go to these Christian academies oh. and don't wear masks. And like in the classroom, just oh wow, yeah. It's actually so, the law. I thought. So I do like Zoom lessons. I do like yeah. digital lessons with them because uh, because <laughs> hell no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, not at all. Have you <laughs> met a kid? Yeah. Wow. Damn, they're not wearing masks. That's yeah. So. <laughs> They really like. They really were like, "Yeah, let's just send the kids to school." I'm like, I just, I don't understand how you could think that could be a good idea if you've ever met a kid, yeah. ever. I mean, there's like <laughs> buildings full of kids, and they're like, "No, just like yeah. wash your hands, wear a mask." And I'm like, again, have you ever met a kid? But I also used to be, I taught kindergarten through twelfth grade, so like I am fully aware of. You've seen like the worst. I've seen the worst, okay? I've gone inside children's bathrooms, okay? Small toilets and pee everywhere. More flashbacks. Yeah, just exactly. So I've seen some shit, man. Uh, Literally, um, behind my desk, the student wasn't even mine. He just shit behind my desk. It was 
was fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, he was, you know, bless his heart. Bless his heart. That's that's it. Just bless his heart. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about um, how you know and some signs. Do you um, do you check in with yourself or do you kind of let the um, like, are you like, it's been three hours. Let me check in with myself or. Is it more of like a, a kind of an organic thing where you notice some of the triggers starting to happen? It's definitely organic. I think in a perfect world, I would want to be able to check in with myself. Mm-hmm. One of my, uh, a guy who was doing some production for me, Rasan Lacey, he's a really great dude. He uh, he had me start journaling okay. one day. So that helps. I actually still do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't do it as consistently as I should. I mean... I'm human. Um, but so he, um, so when he gave me that idea, that helps. But for me personally, yeah, it's always been more organic. If I'm going somewhere where I know there will be triggers or if I'm about to Mm -hmm. do a job where I know there will be triggers, it's a little easier to see them. But Mm -hmm. of course, uh, shit happens. Yeah. 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 Like you might get some bad news or maybe a shitty letter in the mail or something and you just have to, roll with the punches so for me it's always organic i i think it's important to do check-ins though i'm not gonna sit and act like you shouldn't do that yeah yeah Um, like in a perfect world i would that's that's what i should do that's what we should all do i think Mm, that's a lot uh, of shoulds that's a lot of shoulds but yeah (laughs) but so yeah but you know i will i will like journal my day you know Uh and then i'll look back at it at the end of the day whenever i'm like winding down and i'm like I don't know, making a drink or watching a movie or something, I'll look at my little notepad and be like, oh, I, I played video games for like three hours today. <laughs> Mindless. Like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, or, uh, oh, I didn't play guitar today. I didn't eat. I only ate twice or something like that, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, yeah, for me, it's organic, but I'm working on it. I'm working on doing check-ins. Okay. I want to do more. And you mentioned going, like, if you are going to go to a place that might have some triggers for you. Are those, like, physical triggers? Are those, like, memories? Are those people? Um, are those combinations of things? Yeah. I think I think uh, all three. I think everything that you named. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, life is a really varied and changing experience. So sometimes, you know, it's people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be like named people. Sometimes it could just be a type of person. Mm-hmm. If I'm going, like, oh God, if I'm going to go buy a guitar, mm-hmm. I know that I'm about to be a lot around a lot of older white men. And uh, <laughs> yes. that's, you know, and so they're going to, they're going to speak to me as if I don't know what the fuck I'm looking for mm-hmm. or what I'm doing. Um, if I'm going out on a date, I know that I'm in the South in Charlotte. And if I'm out with like a guy or if I'm out with anyone uh, who's anyone, I'm most likely going to experience dealing with weird looks or, you know, bad service. It just depends on mm. where I go. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I think the triggers can be physical. They can also be mental. There's places that have bad memories, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um I was trying to, I'm, I'm sorry, I was trying to think of a place uh, in Charlotte. Luckily, I think I've unpacked and uh, and kind of healed from all my bad memories of places in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a, um, 
I really love Atlanta. Okay, this is a good example. I really love Atlanta, and there's a there's a um, like a strip mall near um, in in a part of Atlanta near like the Ponce de Leon or whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, I got in trouble with police there. Mm-hmm. I say in trouble, but I was kind of just like black and minding my business. Um, yeah. And got followed by security out of the mall and then had to deal with police kind of like following me all the way to my car and like hounding me. And so if I visit family or something there and we end up going to that spot because there's good food, there's like good music. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all. That's just something I kind of have to be ready for because um, it it gives me uh, terrible anxiety being Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. so, yeah, some triggers are physical. Some triggers are memories. Some trigger, triggers, triggles. Triggles? Are, uh, are that's people. the cute trigger. That's little the, baby trigger. The, I have a trigger. <laughs> <laughs> to be upset. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, memories, uh, people. Um, sometimes it's it's places. I You know, I... I don't have to mentally prepare everywhere I go mm-hmm. or every time I go out somewhere, but you know, I like to be aware of, uh, of the environment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, 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 I fully understand that. I think that's not something, um, that I allowed past tense myself to recognize, um, yeah. because I felt same. like a lot of obligation, um, yeah, same of like, um, so like I had a partner who was, um, is still a musician, but was like, uh, we're going to call them Charlotte famous, a Charlotte famous musician, um, who's no longer in yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's fair. And, um, and they no longer live in Charlotte anymore. And so I was like in a lot of venues that like are not really like my scene. <laughs> um, yeah. and I'm like fine with like being like, you know, I'll go and I'll see like a musician, but um, I like don't love like Snug Harbor. <laughs> like, I'll go, and I have been so many times, countless times. Okay, because there were things and and events that I supported. Um, but sure, yeah. knowing how many people were roofied and like shot at Snug Harbor, Snug Snug Harbor, everything's cute story today. Past and history. And yeah, I'm pretty much same. Like I can relate to that exact you know yeah anecdote. Um, so yeah, Snug doesn't always have the best memories for me. Uh, I've definitely been like kicked out of there. Um, I've definitely been there and seen or heard of in hindsight, people get roofied. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I fully don't buy drinks at Snug Harbor. So, or I'll, um, you can ask for like closed beers. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do that. Yeah. But, uh, it's, you know, so that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. Sometimes there's just places that I didn't allow myself to separate from. from. Yeah. Um, I think that Snug was probably one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean, it's also like as a Charlotte musician, it's a necessary, it's yeah. a necessary place, right? Like these venues. Yeah. Like it's a venue and it's in, it's accessible and they do take all types, all types of um, musicians. Yep. Um, and so it's like, you kind of got to suck it up. And I think I didn't realize that I hadn't done the work to separate 
all the scary shit that that happens at I mean not just at snug it's it's mostly because in t- anytime you have a large crowd of people there's going to be some shit ass people there who are going to yeah. prey on other people um but I think that like I for a long time was just like it's something bad like snug harbor is cursed and I don't really think that's what it is okay so I can agree I mean I'm a performing musician in Charlotte mm-hmm. uh, and I I like most musicians in Charlotte experience those weird like uh, waves of being really like noticed and popular and mm-hmm. then not and then you know it, it just kind of comes and goes in mm-hmm. waves and so whenever I'm performing, which I'm not right now, because yeah. have you seen the world? We're all minding uh, our business, but, uh, yes. <laughs> right now, but whenever I'm performing, yeah, I'm going to end up at those places. Mm-hmm. Um, do I make it a point to go out of my way to go to those places? Not all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's not anything against the venue itself. Yeah. I think it's just, this is a, that's a part of self-care is just, mm-hmm. you know, you have to allow yourself to, to not feel obligated to be in a place yeah. or to be around people just because reasons yeah right because you should be there you should do this yeah Yeah. i should i should go to this show yeah i should be there around these people Mm -hmm. um you know i haven't lost any love from not going to shows Mm -hmm. no one has treated me differently no one has acted strangely towards me and that's i think that's what i was um that's the obligation that I felt at first. I was like, oh, I got to go out to this thing, mm-hmm. even though I, I'm so sad whenever I go. <laughs> oh, know, yes. Because if not, people will think that I hate them. Yeah. Not the case. That's you know? definitely, that but, sounds like, well, I think it's great that you recognize that and that you have worked on essentially not feeling guilty because, again, self-care, you know, yeah. sometimes you can't do the thing. Oh, and sometimes you need to maybe work on why that place, you know, or that memory or that person, you know, brings about these reactions. And sometimes yeah. you just need to, like, be at home by yourself minding your business. And, like, eventually, you know, maybe you will feel good and strong and well enough to go to wherever or meet with whoever. Um and so that's that's fantastic that you have done that work um, because if you are in the industry in the field that you are in, like it's it's almost and it's it's like an unspeakable it's like an unspoken of thing of like of course you're gonna have to go out and like socialize right. and like do the thing and have if you want to be a performing artist you have to leave your house and well yeah. you know pre corona you have to leave your house and perform in these places and that's it. Um, yeah. And so, so, yeah, that's that's a, that's definitely a, a whole other task there. That's a good point. Um, so how how do you take care of your, your mind, your body, your spirit? You've kind of mentioned a few things that um, you like to do. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways. Um, I, <laughs> but to kind of whittle them down and essentially it's I just get away. Um, I just get away from people or mm-hmm. from uh, places that could be triggering to me. I sometimes I stop doing things that I think uh, are expected of me. Mm-hmm. So that might include um, playing music or recording or engineering or you know, kind of like 
I'm not a fan of capitalism. Uh, I could, Zero stars. Yeah, you know, one out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't like that. I used to have this wake up every day and grind mentality. Yeah. Um, so taking time for myself, self care is getting away from that mentality, which means enjoying just being alone. Mm-hmm. I read a lot. Um, I don't read. Uh, which this is the this is the thing that I think probably a lot of people won't agree with, but I read a lot of sci-fi okay. fantasy. Um, I don't read uh, like period pieces or historical fiction or anything like that. I don't read you know um, James Baldwin during those times or mm. Toni Morrison. You okay. know, for you know, I, like I love Tar Baby. It's on my shelf. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite books, but I don't read it for self care because it's a really triggering book. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather read like Lord of the Rings or something because it's just made up. <laughs> yeah, know? it's like, very uh, very made up. Yes. You know, and no, sure, that's a like, really good point though. Yeah. So and like, sure, you have you know literature like Tar Baby or The Bluest Eye or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. those those are fictional stories, but those experiences mm-hmm. have been lived by people that look like me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want to read that when I'm trying to uh, decompress from those same experiences yeah um so i read those you know i consume different forms of media based on what it is that i think that i need Mm -hmm. but yeah so for me it's it's just the consumption of um of reading materials Mm -hmm. and it's taking time to really be still and away and that might mean taking like a week to just not be on social media to um to not uh, be out and about, you know, meeting people or not go to Common Market, not go to Snow, Har- Snow Harbor, not go to Petra's, wherever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that sucks. I've missed some Sukasas because of it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so no bueno. But at the same time, my mental health fared much better because of that. So, yeah. And to, I, do you find that um, when you do miss things, uh, themes or events or spaces that um you quote should be you know going to do you deal with any guilt with that or are you like no i I, i'm doing this for my mental health or is there a combination of good combination but i you know the guilt is definitely there Mm -hmm. i think um you know my personal experience as a musician or as a creative period Mm -hmm. Uh, in this city, because I'm from here, uh, mm-hmm. has always been one of like camaraderie and family. And if you're not for us, you're against us. Mm-hmm. So when I don't go out to these things, or when I choose to stay home, or when I choose to just say no, um, the guilt comes with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, there's this unspoken thing of like, well, we wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. Which, which, they would because they would take care of themselves as well. <laughs> yes, like you know, maybe like you maybe not, you need to do that to me. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone does these things maliciously right. unless they don't fucking like you, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, but yeah, so the guilt comes there. I think the guilt is the first emotion that I feel. Like that's the that's the first reaction, mm-hmm. um, and then comes the next day when I feel better and I'm like, well, I healed. I, I had a good cry. I mm-hmm. I had a I had a good a good uh a good little meditative session to think about 
how I need to be the better person or Mm -hmm. what I could do to, you know, what I could do to help myself. So you feel better, but, um, again, I think it's just a really human emotion to feel guilty when you, when you take time for yourself. Yeah. Because we've kind of been raised in this society where we're supposed to speak on it, work, be moving 24 seven, um, you know, support people, no at the expense of your own mm-hmm. health. You know, those are the things I think we're kind of trained to do. And we shouldn't do those things. Yeah. Not all the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. That's a good point. We are really, um, we are really taught that, I mean, for me, me, myself, personally, I remember being explicitly told as a child Um, And part of this was because of my super Christian upbringing. Specifically, my mom was very, very uh, Christian. Yeah. (laughs) Just the fucking Uh, most. Um, Can't relate. Yeah. (laughs) Never heard of this. What is that? Um, Yeah. But I mean, I grew up very, uh, very Christian and, um, you know, using the Bible to justify certain behaviors is a very common practice. Um, and, um, or to reinforce behaviors and condition. And one of the things, and I fully cannot find it in the Bible now, but was like, regard others as higher than yourself. And so, yeah. Um, and so their needs, their wants were always more important. And in retrospect, I recognize that it was probably just my mom's way of saying like, share with your little brother, um, and your cousins, brothers and cousins, and um, don't be a selfish prick, which I feel like kids are just naturally selfish pricks sometimes because you told them it was them. But maybe, I don't know, maybe kids aren't naturally selfish. I, I think that, mm, no, I think they are. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't also, think they're meaning I, I it like out of maliciousness. I think that they're just kind of like, I'm just getting a grasp of being a human in this iteration of my existence. And this is something that I know like this ball is like a grounding thing for me. So this ball is mine. (laughs) Uh, So I don't think that they're like, this ball is mine because no one deserves this ball. I think it's just kind of like this shit pops. Like, I don't know. It's bouncy. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. This is, this is it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I recognize maybe she wasn't trying to be like malicious, but I, it really did fuck me up for a good portion of my life. I mean, honestly, the yeah. past few years, I've worked really hard against that to not put other people's best interest um, or what they would deem as their best interests ahead of mine, um, because it's not sustainable for yeah. me. Nothing's wrong with uh, nothing's wrong with giving to people or you know, giving without expectations. I think, I think that's, that can be a healthy thing, Mm -hmm. but, um, putting other people's well-being above your own, um, as I mean, I I was in a relationship with someone that I did that with. I just constantly kind of gave and gave myself until I didn't have an identity. Um, and it took me, or, you know, it's taken me a few years to, uh, figure out who I am, um, that includes my sexuality, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, my identity as a person. So yeah, I, I also, I I don't think the Bible is a great way to teach kids 
because like you said earlier they're kids so it's this is this, like if you're in your formative years and mm-hmm. someone's telling you things like put other people above yourself mm-hmm. um that's what you know yeah because you're gonna take it very literally it. yeah yeah your mom said it or your yeah. dad said it or whoever your caretaker and so that's the that's like the highest authority to you mm-hmm. right now because we talk about you know growing up christian you know you talk about god and everything but that's intangible that's not a God isn't a, a thing that you can see yeah. that makes you breakfast and, you know, tucks you into bed at night. That's the person who's telling you how to be a person. Do you hear like a ting? I do. Is that you? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's me. Okay. Someone is, uh, I, think, I think someone's like playing. <laughs> okay. okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. I thought it was, um, uh, we're by a... Uh, we have lots of big sliding doors in my house, and um, yeah, I, well, I'm gonna figure out what it is. I think it's like the ace. I'll be right back. Okay, One, two seconds. Sorry. That's fine. I'm not. A, I'm not upset. I'm drinking water, looking at these birds. <laughs> okay, that? that was on my end. That's funny. I, I thought it was there, there was a bird that flew and it was like perched where I couldn't see it. And I was like, what the fuck is this bird doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a dog that was getting really ambitious. Oh, OK. So. <laughs> oh, pups. Um, so. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think that um, I, I definitely think that learning how to put yourself first as far as like the things that you need um, and even the things that you want, um, is something that a lot of us really struggle to do, um, because, you know, maybe we were brought up in a certain religious background, or maybe our parents were just trying to like keep us from being so selfish, um, or whatever. And so, um, I hear that a lot, honestly, of people feeling guilty of saying no, um, and putting up essentially boundaries it's 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 a boundary it's just like this is going to cause harm to myself ultimately so i'm saying no to it um and people feeling guilty about that and sometimes we find ourselves in relationships kind of like you mentioned before like where we just don't say no we just give and give and give and then um, and when i say relationships i mean like friends family yeah yeah, absolutely yeah like yeah it's it's everything yeah it doesn't have to be like um just uh, I guess romantic relationships. It can just be literally any person that is in your life. You have some yeah. sort of relationship with them. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and so you talk about reading. Um, I know you mentioned that you play video games. Um, what are other ways that you take care of yourself with your mind, your body, and your spirit? Yeah. Um, so with me, it's always really been about escapism. Um, so I think that's where like video games or or you know, sci-fi or fantasy books come in, Mm -hmm. comic books or, you know, um, science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, 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 really like dinosaurs. Yeah, Um, they're great. Yeah, they're fucking cool. (laughs) They're Uh, really cool. (laughs) Yeah, so I have a couple different subscriptions to, like, um, streaming services focused on dinosaurs or paleontology or the study of dinosaurs. That's so cool. Um... I also am like a fiend for Discovery Place, and that's the thing that, um, mm. and well, you know, when it was open, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing that I think uh, I don't really talk about with people often because, again, that goes back to like finding my identity. But 
that's just some of the stuff that I do for um, for for my own form of self care is mm-hmm. that form of escapism. So if I experience something in life that you know uh, hurts me mentally, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, um, and I want to heal. Uh, I, I I guess it's the Aries in me, but it, you know, I definitely get really passionate and fiery in my emotions. Mm-hmm. So to avoid just incoherently rage yelling at the wall or something, <laughs> um, which is you know good old good old fashioned you know uh, anxiety rage attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, escapism is a big thing. So mm-hmm. I think everything I've been trying to say so far is just probably accumulating into the word escapism. So anything that I can do to kind of take myself out of my current reality. Mm -hmm. Um, And surprisingly, that doesn't really include like psychedelics or drugs. Uh, Though, I mean, you know, I have no problem with that. If you, you know, I, and I like trying them (laughs) every now and then. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, um, for me, it's just the idea of um, someone else's story or struggle, or learning about something else mm-hmm. that really helps me. If I can get my mind off of the things that are kicking my ass at the moment, and I can focus on, um, you know, Frodo's journey to destroy the One Ring, then mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty traumatic story, but I know that it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't have to worry about any, you know, reading it and continuing to feel guilt you know so that's the hard division between reading you know um like period pieces and Mm -hmm. things or watching you know like a documentary on netflix or something about slavery oh don't do that no yeah (laughs) like i'm not gonna go watch 13th after i (laughs) experience it like racism or something yeah yeah That, that that's not a good way to escape yeah, um, I understand that. Yeah, so it's for me. It's all escapism. Uh, I also, I mean, you know, I, I'll cook. I'll, uh, I will definitely get around people. I think that I've been talking a lot about being um, okay. isolated, and mm-hmm. that's what I do for the most part. Like that's at first. That's my. Oh, they can't see that. I'm doing like. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the chef kiss that. hand. Yeah. Um, so, but that's like I think essentially it starts with escapism, and then from there mm-hmm. I might. I might cook for five or six close friends yeah. um, and you know and then it turns into like a big vent session and before you know it I'm kind of healing and we're mm-hmm. healing and they're healing mm-hmm. and it's it's going better and that usually in, involves BIPOC or, or queer trans people um, and the white folks that do come around are hard vetted of course because <laughs> uh I don't feel like getting tired. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like doing any more emotional labor than I have to mm-hmm. or want to. You know, so, uh, yeah, escapism. And then after I've kind of immersed myself into something that completely takes my mind off of the thing, then, you know, it's time to be around family and friends or, you know, romantic partners, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, and so on. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that you have um, stages where you're like, I need to retreat, be by myself, and now you can, I can be by other people. Um, yeah. I find that really interesting. I don't. That's definitely not my style, but 
I also, I mean, do you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert or an ambivert? I think it, yeah, I think ambivert's okay mm-hmm. to say. Um, it it evolved over the years. I, I used to, this is definitely the areas in me that I always wanted to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. So I would walk into places and before, I, I specifically remember um, before like a lot of high school parties or just going to see friends, I would work on bits in the car. Like, I would have entire comedic bits before dates, before, like, family reunions. I needed to have jokes. I needed to make sure that the jokes were um, funny enough to, like, get people to die laughing. Oh, my God. I love that. I'd be like, yeah, so that's the first 30 minutes, and then I got another five minutes. I'll take a break so that other people can talk. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, well, this this guy's going to be there, so I'm going to make sure that they uh, they know exactly what comedic beats they can take because they're going to want to tell jokes too. Oh, you know, so that, so that was the extroverted Eli. Okay. And then, and then uh, yeah, and then that kind of just huh. stopped after a while. And wow. uh, and then I noticed that um, when I stopped doing that, I would go places and people would expect that of me. Oh, like, yeah. They'd be like, oh, here comes, here comes Eric. And you see the smile. What's the joke? Like on their face, like. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be and good. I'd be like, oh, I, I, I'm depressed today, guys. I don't have it. <laughs> no jokes. <laughs> no like, jokes today. Nigga, you ain't depressed. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That's now so, I'm wow. Depressed. You know, I but I wonder, Eric, if that is also like, um, if that is like an anxiety response. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Because um, I, I, I don't I don't make up bits in the car. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I definitely am like, who's going to be there? Okay, the last time um, her and I talked, we talked about this. I would love to talk about this with her. That's the person I'm going to be attached to for this fucking party. <laughs> yeah. Um, doesn't, it, doesn't it suck when you get there and the person that you plan to be around, there with someone already. My feelings are hurt. I'm just like, like wow, so you just going to bring another friend here? You just gonna have other friends? You're my person at this fucking party. And now I look angry as I scroll through my phone on the couch. <laughs> Everyone's doing drugs and drinking and dancing, and I'm just mad because my one friend has another friend. <laughs> yeah, anxiety is a blast. That's, that's real heartbreak. Yeah, it's real heartbreak. Yes. So, but that's really, I mean, I think that's really. A really cool I think it's a cool way of coping um because it it implies engagement in a place where engagement is essentially expected right because like a lot of times if we go out in public into like there are certain places where we're expected to engage and if maybe that's something that makes you feel really uncomfortable or maybe if you just like don't have it in you that day but you still have to go then honestly practicing practicing bits practicing you know things can be a really good a good way of coping i mean it's probably not ideal but yeah um you know it is what it is oh okay Whew, that was a that was fun but um but yeah so i i do find that i think that's really interesting um and and you know a little funny a little funny um but um yeah. Okay. Um, I do. I appreciate the, the stages of your self-care. That's, I think that's really fantastic and really self-aware because I think sometimes our self-care can be really um, messy where, especially if we let our 
mental, emotional, even physical state get to a point where shit needs to be handled immediately, then we don't have the time to like, of course, you know, like, okay, like now I'm going to do this. It's just like, I got to find something to eat immediately. I mean, you saw me like wolfing down my breakfast before we actually got onto the podcast because I was like, fuck, I know I'm not going to be any good for the rest of the day if I don't get food in my body at this exact instant. Um, yeah, and I and I say like I say I do these things, and they, they don't always happen in that systematic order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, sometimes uh, shit kind of piles on, and before you know it, you're like, "Why do I have nervous sweats right now?" Yeah, and, and you're, like you're like, "Oh yeah, okay, I should probably do something to uh, to fix this oncoming anxiety or depression." Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think uh, I okay. So whenever I listen to podcasts about this topic about mental health or self-care there's always a person talking about like this is what i do every day from monday to nine (laughs) from monday 9 a.m to 5 i'm like that's not how the fuck it goes like Mm -hmm. i think a lot of these uh self-care revelations or a lot of these um mental health breaks can be messy Mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah Um, say that that's fine Mm -hmm. it's i think it's good like you know we mentioned like check-ins and stuff i think those are awesome and necessary but we're we're normal human beings and we don't always do that you know like we don't always sometimes you don't feel like doing it (laughs) yeah you don't don't feel like waking up and checking in yeah maybe yesterday was terrible and now you just want to lay in bed yeah you gotta sleep it off or something yeah that's fine you know like that's i i don't think there's a there's a wrong way to do things but i don't think that you should uh that you should make a point to so like, oh, it's Thursday, time to do my self-care routine. Like, you know, unless that works for you. I, I think that that, so, um, I mean, me, myself, no. Uh, I mean, I think that it would work for me. And I work really hard to, um, to do check-ins throughout yeah. the day. Um, some days it definitely gets away from me. And then, like, I'm home and I'm in, like, a bad mood sure. and I can't figure out why. Um... But I think that I think that self-care isn't just like predicting a future of badness, right? Like, oh, I see that this is going to be a trigger for me, so I'm going to make sure that I'm I'm like full and whatever, well and do whatever. I think a lot of times it's like it's harm reduction after the harm has started taking place. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I yeah, it's like oh shit, like I I found myself in this situation. Um I have 10 minutes, let me do some breathing exercises and like release tension from my jaw and, and shoulders or something like that. Yeah. Um I think that's the best way to the best way to look at it is just uh sometimes you just have to kind of roll with the punches like yeah. harm reduction after the harm has been done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so And and even though there are like, you know, there's a lot of humans on the planet and if you believe in reincarnation then you probably have already experienced some of this fuck shit before maybe sure. we have experienced the plague before just yeah. how many you know life lifetimes ago yeah. um but um but like no matter how hard my anxiety works i still cannot predict everything that's going to happen. I can't go through every single scenario that's going to happen to me, around me. Exactly. Um, and so it's unfair for me to expect 
me to know exactly what to do in every single situation that arises in my life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think we could end up hurting ourselves by trying to mm-hmm. be that ahead of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not really in control of that narrative. Um, we're only in control of how we react. Yeah, absolutely. So. We have a lot less control over our, our lives, I think, mm-hmm. than we... I think we have more control over our lives than we realize, but we also have yeah. l- a lot less control <laughs> over our lives. I don't know how it works, but it feels right. That was that was the right thing to say. Very yes. poignant. Yeah. So, which is... I mean, like, my, my anxiety is, like, not a huge fan of that, but here we are. Um, and then um, what is something that you need to improve on in self-care? Um, probably consistency and honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bigger list than that, but I just, I, I don't, I, I don't have the words. Uh, consistency in... You know, so I, I gave you the things that I do. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I do for self-care. But mm-hmm. cons- I need to be consistent in doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because depending on the level of harm that's been done, I might not want to do those things. I mm-hmm. might just want to kind of drink myself into oblivion or yeah. something. You yeah. know, um, even though I know that the alternative and, you know, getting around friends after a while or taking some time to isolate and be alone and really reflect mm-hmm. and hold myself accountable, I think... I know that those things are good for me, mm-hmm. but in the heat of the moment, you know, like right after it happens or right after I deal with something from someone or, or from myself or from an environment mm-hmm. or even a memory, uh, I don't always want to, I don't always want to be as consistent with doing the things that I know will make me feel better. Cause that is also work. Yeah. You know, like that's, you know, like that part of it is also doing work. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it's okay to admit that, uh, sometimes you don't, want to do it's much easier to not do things you know like it's sometimes it's easier to be like fuck it um and then there comes like and that and that leads to the honesty part which is um you know my i remember my grandmother (laughs) i i really hate i hate like those uh my grandmother told me my grandpa (laughs) she did she my grandmother told me not to tell lies that make myself look good and not to tell lies that make other people look bad she never told me like, don't lie. I don't think she ever told <laughs> that just, me that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like she said that. Yeah. Yeah. She just, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna tell like, a lie, <laughs> lie in the lie in the way that makes people laugh. Like I might embellish a story, you know. Like, but um, but I don't like to. Um, I have a really bad habit of when someone asks me what's wrong, mm-hmm. someone who cares about me, someone mm-hmm. who I trust, someone will ask me like, oh, what can I do to help? And I will immediately say nothing, um, even if they're offering help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if and if I know that it won't be hard, if I just need a hug, or if yeah. I just want them to sit with me and watch something, or read together, or eat, you know, whatever. Let's go out to eat. Let's do something. My first response is, I don't need anything, or mm-hmm. I'm fine, mm-hmm. or uh, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just quiet, you know. And that's a lie, you mm-hmm. know. That, like or. Um, Oh God! Or even worse, I'll uh, I'll do something along the lines of I'll experience something or a bad memory, or I'll just get into a bad mood because I didn't really take care of myself. And then you know, my partner will say, "Do you need anything? What's wrong?" And I'll say nothing. And then I'll get up and I'll go grocery shopping or something, <laughs> okay. or I'll do something to like I'll start cleaning 
or um, cooking or, you know, uh, I'll do some, I'll come in the studio and do some work Mm -hmm. and then suddenly I'm in the studio for six hours just mindlessly listening to the same loop Mm -hmm. over and over and that's not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would rather do something like that than, so I'd rather just kind of lie and and ignore the work that involves, you know, the work that is involved in self-care mm-hmm. by just um, pretending that everything is cool. So, mm-hmm. or pretending that I've got everything under control. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just, that's not a good thing to do. That's a it's, a, thing to do. it's like definitely a little self-sabotage-y. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I wonder, I wonder why. Like, I wonder why, because... I can do the same thing, right? Like I, um, I definitely react in a different way, but like I'll just be like, I don't need anything because I've like just shut it down. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's a feeling? Never heard of her. Hate her. What a bitch, you know? <laughs> um, and so I, I wonder why we kind of do self sabotage things whenever we have the answer right there. Because I mean, for me, I know this is just going to, um, the dishes are just going to pile up. Like I currently live by myself because my partner lives overseas and I know that it's just, just five minutes, Kalea, just five minutes, wash the dishes for five minutes, get as many dishes as you can get done. But instead I I'm scrolling on my phone and escaping, um, mentally. Um, yeah. And so I just know that the dishes, one, not going to wash themselves. And if I cook again, then I'm going to have more dishes, right? And so now I, I, in for five minutes, turned into 10 minutes. Um, and so I know this, but I still do it. And so do you, do you have a reason why you think you do that? or? Uh, I think that it, <laughs> I mean, it's not, a, it's not a good reason, but I would say that it's just that, um, I think it's hard for me mm-hmm. to, I, I use the word like, it's hard for us, but what I, I mean, me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's hard for me to hold myself accountable sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to hold myself accountable when no one's around. Uh, but I, I know that um, if I'm, like you said, like, okay, so I had, this is a relevant story. I have a friend who lived with his wife in Japan for like two years Mm -hmm. and um, they come to visit uh, last year. Mm -hmm. They're back. They live in Charlotte again now, but they come to visit last year after I went through, what was it last? I think it was like two years ago after a year and a half now. I'm sorry. They come to visit like a year and a half ago after a pretty bad bad breakup Mm -hmm. uh, that I had experienced a pretty bad breakup. And my house was gross. I, I, I mean, it was gross enough to the point where they were, um, they noticed and they, and I had lost a lot of weight. Um, my skin looked horrible. Uh, but I was completely alone and I lived alone and I just was in a really dark place and they kind of pulled me out of it. And that was cool to have them do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that was where I kind of learned that if at first, if I don't have anyone to hold me accountable, I'm just not going to do the work. Mm, uh, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Um, now, if I do those things, if I ignore the dishes, if I if I ignore, you know, 
vacuuming or whatever, um, making the bed in the morning or something. I don't know. If I ignore those things, uh, it's because I'm I'm choosing to. So mm. it's it's because I I'm not holding myself accountable. I know that those things will make me feel better. Cleaning does help me feel better. Okay. I think that's like a psychological thing. It is. I think um, it's like a. a- People call it like a brain hack or something. Like feeling depressed, make your bed. (laughs) And you're like, how can I make my bed if I'm in my bed? (laughs) That seems impossible. I'm not leaving the fucking bed. Um. So, yeah. So, you know, as to why I don't get up and clean, when I know that that would make me feel better. Yeah. um, I think it's just just on accountability. I just... Mm. Okay. You know, that, so that's the work that goes, that's where, like, the work ethic comes in. I have to actually want to do the work to feel better. Um, so, yeah. consistency, honesty, accountability. I think that's just Those are great. Yeah, that's it, though. <laughs> yeah, so, because work goes into self-care, you know, as much work will go into self-care as, uh, <laughs> as, as will go into self-harm, you know, so. Mm. Yeah, that's that's Probably really more. true though. It I mean, it takes it takes work to to harm yourself and it also takes work to care for yourself and so it's just Yeah. We know, I mean, people typically know like, hey, if I put the work in to take care of myself, I'm a full great, you know, but sometimes yeah. we just decide to choose the wrong work to to harm ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Very profound. Um, and what is something that you excel at in self-care? Um, when I do it, I do it well. Uh, I, I really excel at, um, at the part where I, I bring people around. Mm. Uh, one thing that I learned just that I'm learning throughout life is that, uh, my situation is not exclusive to me. My feelings are my own. Mm-hmm. And the way that I react to those situations are my own. But for the most part, um, everyone's going, everyone at some point is going to experience heartbreak yeah. or loss or death or failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever I, I isolate myself and then I take the time to get around friends and then we start this big vent session where we're cooking and drinking and eating and eating. We eat a lot. Um, so whenever <laughs> we're doing that, I start to realize like, well, they've been going through shit too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then it just becomes this big, uh, crying kumbaya fest, but that's okay. Um, that's the part I enjoy and I yeah. feel like that's the part that I excel at. Uh, they excel at it as well. So does it help um, then to know that other people are struggling, even if they are struggling in different ways, like people who you love? Yeah. Well, okay, not so, because you're happy that they're struggling, but yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're miserable, <laughs> <laughs> no, but more of like, you know, we're in this together, um, kind of thing. I, I like, I like having friends and family that I can relate to. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm one of those people that's fortunate enough that my family accepts my sexuality. They accept my identity and who I am. Um, it took some doing, but um, what they go through, they feel safe enough to tell me. Yeah. And they've luckily they've made me feel safe enough to tell them when I'm going through things too. So That's it right. does help to know that uh, 
I am not alone in my suffering um, all the time or or just alone in the trials that I might be experiencing. Um, I think that, you know, and, and, I, and I know for a fact that there's people that that doesn't matter to them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fine. Uh, some people, like, their journey is their own and the things that they experience are their own. And, and that's also a good way to look at it, in my opinion, because um, at the end of the day, kind of like back to what we were saying originally about not putting people above yourself, you got to kind of look out for yourself mm-hmm. and your well-being because if you're not at a good 100% or 98%, uh, 92, mm-hmm. then you're you're not going to be able to provide for people that you love and care about the way that they deserve. Right, um, right. And they wouldn't be able to do the same for you if they're not. So, um, yeah, it helps to know that, you know, those people that I care about also um, experience adversity. Yeah. yeah. It lets you know you're, you're not alone. Yeah. And it's also like, okay, so this is just some human being shit, right? Like, (laughs) we're all figuring out. I've never been this far into being 32 in this current uh, iteration of my life. So I don't don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be 33. Um, Yeah, exactly. It does seem like a really cool age. So I actually am kind of jazzed about being it, though. Um, I think that's a really cool age for for all BIPOC. Like... Yeah? Ooh, I want to hear. I don't know. Just everyone who's 30 and brown seems really cool. Like, they have a lot of their shit figured out. It's okay if you don't. Mm. But theory on that. Yeah, yeah. We just just are, like, hiding. um, Because you're, like, 28, 29? I'm 29? I'm 29. Are you? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'd base it off of, like, your email or something. But, like... (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, 30, my thirties, wow, um, have been really cool, but because, um, like a month and like a week before I turned 30, I broke up with, um, my, my ex, uh, spouse. And so like, I really started this decade off, like living my best life. Um, but also um i will say like astrology there's something called your saturn return and um and it typically starts whenever you're like 26 27 and goes to like your early 30s so like 30 31 um and it's where you kind of become um, more of yourself and your relationships with other people and yourself shift, specifically people who like your parents, for instance, who have been part of your life, likely most of yeah. your life, if not all. Um, and you kind of come into your own. And so I really feel that. <laughs> um, yeah. I still like don't have everything figured out um, because I don't think that that's possible. But I think yeah. people who are like, yeah, I have everything figured out are like just lying to my face. Um, but yeah, I do think thir- thir- queers in their 30s are like, we're, we're, we're cute. Fucking lit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also are very tired, though. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm always pretty just tired. tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm really cool. You know, yeah, I'm really cool. Yeah, but, like, can this be before 10? Because yes. I got to start winding down. Always ready for a nap. Yeah, always, <laughs> always ready for a nap. And my new, my new joke to myself is, like, dessert I, is, like, um... 
some I have some box sangria and two melatonin gummies and like that's dessert and then I'm like tired like I'm like I have to go to bed I'm taking two melatonin gummies like I'm there's I'm useless you know but um but yeah so um but yeah that's fantastic So let's do um, manifestation mash. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, do I need a pencil? No, I no no. I'm okay. I'm gonna write everything. You're just gonna tell okay. me the things, and then yeah yeah. Okay. Um. So manifestation mash is like the game that a lot of us played whenever we were children. Not everyone. And basically, it's like a game where it predicts the future. Um, and there are four categories I made, I modified the categories. So they're a little bit more grown. Um, and instead of having things that you don't want happen in the different categories, um, they're all things that you would, would be happy with, would, would like, um, just cause manifestation is like a real thing. So the first category, Eric, is where would you like to live? City, place? landscape um, i really like atlanta okay <laughs> that's a great place you mentioned that you have <laughs> family there i have family there uh-huh. uh, i have friends there i make friends every time i go there okay. that's the only that's the only city that i've been to where um I, i've been by myself mm-hmm. and i went on this like terrible depressive trip where i, I didn't really know what i was going to do but i went i just went to atlanta I got a shitty hotel, mm-hmm. and I never stayed at it, and I met so many cool queer folk, and yeah. ate really good food, and went to really fun parties, and got, like, tours of the city. Uh-huh. Um, I love it. 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 I love it so much. I love the people there. The thing that... It's really, it's really hot. Yeah, it's hot. The thing that amazes hot. me about Atlanta, um, and D.C., but Atlanta is... The variety of black people. Yep. Like, and it's... DC, yeah, DC is good for that too. Yeah, DC, there's so many um, just fine queer people. I mean, I just... It's out of control. It's out of control! I was like, I was there like some, I don't know, year and a half ago or something like that with my partner and... um, their best friend lives like in Virginia, close to DC. And so we were just like in DC. And I was on like Bumble or Tinder, some shit. And like, I was like, the fuck? All these people are fine. What yeah. is happening? And they were all swiping right on me. And I was like, <laughs> you couldn't tell me shit, right? I was just like, I'm that nigga. Like, let's go. And I was there for like, you know, 24 hours. So I knew shit, but. Wow, yeah. Yeah, everyone's really beautiful. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. So Atlanta reminds me kind of of that. I'm just like, look at all these, like, black people, like, thriving, being black in all parts of the city, because Charlotte is not like that. Yeah, it's just really black, and it's it's a huge culture shock. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm like, am I black okay. enough? Um, so Atlanta. Um, where else? Uh, was career. No, no, no. So we're four, three more oh, four, places. Oh, four spots. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Atlanta, um, the ocean. Okay. Doesn't really even matter what ocean. Great. Um, oh, okay, I need four. All right, yeah, yeah, okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> um, I would also, <laughs> I would also really like to live, uh, in, um, 
certain parts of Europe. Okay. That uh, my cousin has told me about. Okay. Which seem really nice. Wait, how many have I said so far? That was the third. You have Atlanta, the ocean, and Europe. Okay. Um, and then this one's this one's gonna be kind of silly, but I think you said that we could do silly answers. But, yeah. Uh, I would really love to live on a ship, like Ooh, okay. on the sea. Okay. I'm really into pirates. Okay. I want to be a pirate. I, they're not the same as they used to be. The, the, the code is kind of out the window. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I always love being on the ocean. Okay. I absolutely adore the ocean. So I'm going to put on the ocean rather than on the ocean, ocean rather okay. than by the ocean. Okay. Because there's a difference. Yes. I, I like by the ocean too. Yeah. Alrighty. The next category is career. Um, or just something that you would like to do. It doesn't have to be like capitalism related. Yeah, I don't think any of my career options are capitalism related. <laughs> and I don't feel guilty about that anymore. Good. I just feel yeah. really guilty about that. Um, I would love to be um, a writer. Okay. Um, so like an author or a writer. Uh, I would love to play music for a living okay but not for it's, it's weird like i want i want to do it for a living but i don't know if i want to do it for money i don't, I don't know how to explain that like I, <laughs> wait, 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 okay we'll, we'll come back to that okay <laughs> i'm gonna put pro musician pro musician yeah cool <laughs> um okay i need two more mm-hmm. um i would really like to be an educator or a teacher okay I feel like these are uh, things that you one, already low-key are. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, so some of these are getting accomplished. Uh, yeah. Because technically, yeah, I make music for a living, and it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, and then um, this one is a bit more like, okay, so this one's pretty capitalistic, but it's important. Uh, I would love to have a music venue or mm. just, you know, own a music venue that's uh, that's a safe space uh, for queer and trans people, for brown people. Yeah. Uh, indigenous people people of color mm-hmm. women uh all women um all women uh <laughs> and make sure that you know and i i just wanted to be a venue that makes the wrong people uncomfortable mm. so mm-hmm. that's important yeah <laughs> that sounds awesome um the next one is the home building like the type of home building you would like to live in yay yay um <laughs> uh, a nice condo okay a nice townhouse which i mean okay <laughs> are those two separate things yeah okay. yeah well no that's it's, it's really like one thing okay um, so a nice condo or townhouse i guess uh, i would <laughs> it would be cool to live on a boat <laughs> like to just live on the ocean yeah um that, i think that kind of goes back to that but just like a ship yeah um which you know there's people that do that mm-hmm. mainly work for carnival crews but you know, it's <laughs> a cool thing. um i would like to live in an rv and travel that would be cool mm-hmm. um and i would also like to live in a large house big enough to you know give space to important people and my friends and family that would be yeah. nice any of the any of those spots would be would be great that's neat 
Um, I used to really, I, if I were a different person, like whatever, that's a weird thing to say, but <laughs> if I were in a different um, relationship situation, right? So I'm partnered and I'm poly, but um, a, a condo would be like the spot for me condo or a townhouse um just because i'm like i don't want to actually like do any yard work um (laughs) and you know i would be living by myself um and so a condo and a townhouse was like my dream i was like i just want to have my own space without having to do yard work that would be so cool. And now I've, I've reimagined some things because I do have a partner. Um, of course. But yeah. Um, so they can do the yard work is really what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> okay. And I, I picked up on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, and that's like a funny thing. So I, I live, we live in a condo. Um, we rent this condo though. So there are people who've yeah. been living here for like the people like our downstairs neighbors have lived here for like 15 years. Right. They, they like own the place. And um, and whenever we were looking for a place to live, um, we were looking at houses because um, we wanted to live in a house and we were looking at like just all these different houses and like all of them felt super off and we got really frustrated. And so we decided to stop looking and I still kept looking um, and found this place, which is a condo. And um, we moved in and love this place. It's absolutely my favorite place that we've ever, like I've ever lived in my entire life ever. Um, but whenever my partner went overseas, I told him, I was like, thank God we moved into a fucking condo because otherwise who's going to cut the grass? Like who's going to do all that shit? Because I wasn't taught how to like mow the lawn because of sexism. And so like literally I'm like, in theory, I'm like, you pull a cord and you like, push it and then my dad was like mad at me so he was like you can't do it you're a girl and I was like it's not that deep but but yeah and so I'm always just like thank god we moved into a condo otherwise I would have to pay somebody to do the yard so yeah anyways legacy four of those yeah this is uh okay I'm gonna think about this one I know I know I know what two of them are okay um I would love to leave behind a legacy of uh of love and I, th- I think I mean that in the way of, um, you know, you know how in a lot of Southern communities, there's always black folk who are much older and like the whole community knows them. Mm-hmm. That's, that would be nice. Okay. You know, I don't, yeah, you know, just, but I would rather it be, you know, that legacy be one that, um, has healed other people in some way, um, or has helped other people. Um, and even in the times where I wasn't being a loving person, cause I'm definitely not perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to make up for it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. The second one, uh, I would really like to leave behind a legacy of, um, I think this is the right word. I was going to Google, but I'm on FaceTime. It's fine. Uh, infamy? No. Enigmatic. Those are two different words. So I'm not sure what you mean. So I'm looking for the one about being an enigma. So. Probably uh, enigmatic. Enigmatic. Okay. I'm glad no one can see me spelling this word completely wrong. So I think it starts with an E. (laughs) It's a podcast. So. Yeah. (laughs) I'm terrible at spelling. So. Yeah. It's okay. I'm pretty sure I spelled it right. Okay, and can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, so um, I, 
you know, I spoke earlier about how I used to really love being center of attention, mm-hmm. and I would make it a point to be seen everywhere I go. Okay. Uh, I really like to learn about other people, and I like to do that in an unobtrusive way. I don't like mm. to uproot people's lives to learn how to help them or um, or better their lives. If I make a new friend, I don't really want to change their routine or anything like that. I'm okay. really fine just being in your life yeah. uh, as a friend, mm-hmm. and that's that. Um, I don't, you don't have to do the things that I'm interested in. I don't have expectations of you. I used to, Mm -hmm. and that was when I was a bad friend. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but when I think of that word, when I, like, when I think of being an enigma, I just, a benevolent enigma. So maybe, uh, see now, now I'm I'm choosing different words. Oh, I'm not good at this part. No, it's okay. (laughs) I just, I love the word benevolent. Like I don't, I don't. Me, I have okay. no idea why. I just think it's like such a so such so a see, big I word. Said love, uh-huh. but I think that these are all kind of just going into the same way. Like that's okay. Um, love with no expectations. So, and I like to travel. So, okay. of course, when I'm traveling places, I'm not really going to be meeting everyone. So let's keep Enigma for the second one. Okay. Because yes, I'm looking at like the idea of like traveling places, uh-huh. meeting people, experiencing new things. Um, I just didn't want to say like being a Rolling Stone because I think that has to do with uh, sex and like illegitimate so. kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to say that. And being a papa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so. putting your hat down. <laughs> Sorry. It's just yeah. It's just wherever I set my. Ooh, I made myself laugh there. All right. So just being like a traveling person. Yes. Okay. A legacy of, of enigmatic mis. Yeah. You really could have chosen any other word, but it's fine. <laughs> At least now people know that I don't, I'm not good with my mouth words. That's all right. Um, so, <laughs> all right, so I have love and, and then that. And then uh, benevolence definitely was another one. Does that still count? Is that, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Is that one? It's fully a game. Um, nice. And um, I made it up, so <laughs> it's totally <laughs> okay. fine. So benevolence is definitely one. Mm-hmm. Um, that just in the sense of I I want to learn how to be a better person. Mm-hmm. I want to learn how to be more caring. I want to learn how to be more loving and um, and receptive mm-hmm. to people. Um, and I think that starts with me being more consistent and honest with my self care. You know, of course. But yeah. So benevolence. Um, and last but not least, I want to leave behind a legacy of laughter okay joy overall i guess would be one okay um i i definitely enjoy the fact that when a lot of people not everyone definitely not everyone but when a lot of people mention me um they smile or they have a funny story or Mm -hmm. you know something goofy that i do or say that makes me feel good um because uh i don't i i try not to take things too seriously Mm mm-hmm um until it's time to take them seriously and then it's time to cry yeah always yeah um so yeah uh those four those four okay great all All right and i'll pick a number between one and eleven one and eleven um eleven oh okay here we go one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven educator teacher i'm crossing it off 
11. Boat. As far as like a home building. Yeah. Passing it off. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. At the ocean. So not like in the ocean, at the not ocean. Not in the ocean. Yeah. Just at the ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Traveler. As far as your legacy. Love, healing, uh, communal. Love and healing. I wrote weird words in, in the wrong order. Communal, communal love and healing. Um, okay. One, That's two, getting crossed off. Yes. Okay. One, two, three, four, communal five, love and healing. Six, gotcha. seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven. Own music video. Venue. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eleven. Enigmatic, benevolent. So, as far as your legacy, we have joy. Nice. Atlanta's crossed off. I'm still gonna go. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone is so hot. Everyone is very hot. <laughs> it's stressful actually <laughs> yeah. so your home built oh wait we still have new home. one two okay. three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven pro musician hey hey all right so career we have you as a writer we have your legacy is joy and so we have to go between um where and your home building All right, you're living in a large house. Congratulations. Solid. <laughs> All right, are you ready? This is going to be fun. I'm so ready. <clears throat> you are on the ocean. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> in a large house. That's fucking cool. Yeah, that's not a cruise ship. I'm adding that in there for you. That's thanks. <laughs> not the floating poop wagon. Not, not that. Not <laughs> Um, you're a writer and your legacy is joy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That, oh, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, again, they're all things that you would like. So, and, yeah. and like you said, you can still visit Atlanta and it doesn't mean that it's a forever thing. It's just, you know, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, well, um, uh, this is the part for listener letters or for advice. We don't have any listener, listener letters. If you do have a listener letter, then you can slide into the podcast. I need to be better about this. So I'm doing it now. Um, into the podcast DMs. Uh, the podcast DM is Namashe Podcast. So it's N-A-M-A-S-E Podcast on Instagram. Um, or you can send an email to namashepodcast at gmail.com. Anyways, advice. Um, advice. Uh, the pandemic's not over just because you're over it. Pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The pandemic is it? Yeah, yeah. That's just find a hobby and be safe. Yeah. Please. And there are, I will say, kind of building off of that, there are so many resources that are we're not as available or as accessible as before. Um, yeah, yeah. That they're like, well, we, we have to stay at home. So here are some more 
resources. Here are some more classes. Here are some more. I saw yesterday that JSTOR, which um, is like this online uh, peer-reviewed journal publication thing that you use like a lot in college. They've like kept it free through the end of this year. So if you're into yeah. that, um, there's all sorts of resources. So yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Skillshare has- Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I fucking- Have I you used any of that Skillshare. stuff? Yeah, they have, well, first off, they have like a month free trial or something mm-hmm. like that. So they have like crazy. a two month free trial for, for, there's a podcast I listen to called The Read. And if you type in like yep. The Read, then yeah. Anyways, but yeah. 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 So they have a ton of stuff. Um, and then once you get into it, you're, you're going to want to pay for the, for the service. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a ton of content creators on there. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I just, whatever people have wanted to do with their lives, like now's the time to do it. Just yeah. start, just start yeah. doing it. Um, cause, uh, we're, we might be here for a while. Uh, yeah. so it'll keep yeah. your brain fresh too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. definitely. In the beginning, I definitely was just like being at home, being sad. Cause my partner also had just gone overseas. And so I was like, great. Everyone's quarantining with their partner and I'm like by myself. So yeah. I had to get some more activity going. Yeah. That's a really good, um, that's a really good resource and really good advice too. Of just like, yeah, just learn something new about yourself because we got to stick their asses at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, and then um, promotions. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to talk. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I wrote a book. Yeah. Okay, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote a short story um, that I had wanted to write for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that I did. Uh <laughs> So it's called Clockwork. Uh-huh. It's a superhero short story about a little black girl that gets a new superpower every day of the week, oh, um, Monday amazing. through Friday. Uh-huh. She gets she gets a different I'm sorry a different superpower mm-hmm. each day of the week. Um, so she kind of navigates uh, life and dealing. She lives in a southern town. It's pretty racist, uh, and she kind of navigates life and dealing with um, being a, a vigilante superhero. Mm-hmm. And also balancing friendships and uh, uh, racist peers, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and uh, there's a super villain in their town. It's cool. There's punching. Yeah. Out. Uh, <laughs> and it's called Clockwork, one word? It's called Clockwork. It's available wherever books are sold, but there is a, I think I, I have a link for Ignoble Comics, which is like an indie publishing <laughs> company. They have some other stuff there as well. Um, and for the first... I think for the first two months of sales, which we're, I believe we're still in the first two months of sales, um, they're donating every t- every uh, every single cent to the Black Visions Collective. Okay. Which is a uh, which is an organization from oh man I want to get it right I believe New York yeah nope yes New York that's focused that's uh, queer led and they're focused on um, radical transformation. Uh, in their communities, and they uh, contribute to the fight against police brutality. So, not only do you get to, you know, read a cool short story, of which there are more to come, um, you get to do some small part in in the fight that is somewhat never-ending against police brutality. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, good good vibes all yeah, around. Yeah, that's really neat. <laughs> mm. 
And that's it. I think I don't really think I have anything else to promote. I mean, okay. you know, I play music. You can follow me on Instagram. Everything is Big Baby Eli. Um, and I every now and then I'll you know I'll play on guitar, so you can check out some some cool guitar videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now it's really just been the the book. I've been really excited about it. Mm-hmm. It took. It's like a, a project that was 10 years in the making. And wow. So I was able to just do it. Um, and there's a lot more stories to come. So I'm excited for that too. Okay. <laughs> um, do you um, offer, like, do you want to talk about the private lessons or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Thanks. You're really pulling me out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I offer private guitar lessons as well. Um, I believe that uh, I'm going to be starting some pretty soon. I'm looking at my calendar. Yeah. Uh, I offer private lessons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a company called Bold Music, but I also give lessons outside of Bold. Um, but Bold is an awesome company, and they, too, have uh, made it very clear that they are against police brutality, um, that they believe that all black lives matter. Um, so that's that's just a good feeling, working for a company that doesn't, that doesn't diminish me or mute me in any yeah. way. That's cool. Um, so and the, it's all, the you do it all is, online, right? It's yeah, so it's okay. all online. Um, right now, I'm not doing any, like, in-home lessons. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Zoom lessons, they're private lessons, and you can go to boldmusic.com to uh, book me <laughs> mm-hmm. or, uh, or to request that I'm your private instructor. Or you can reach out directly to me uh, through your DMs, uh, through my messages, um, or email. Um, which all of that's available at uh, my Instagram page or any of my social media, which can all be found with Eli or Big Baby Eli. So cool. Yep. Awesome. I, I believe that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If there, if you think of anything more, then you can send it my way, and I'll post it whenever I post your information. Totally. Um, but yeah, definitely check out that book. That sounds amazing. Um, and thank you so much for being on the show. I thought it's felt, my felt really Thank you good. For me. Yeah, um, I'm excited about that. Um, so that's really it, y'all. Um, namaste and Ashe. Have a good one. Yeah.